With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. All right, guys. So as we head into the holiday season, you know we all have so much to be thankful for. From your family, friends, the great food that we all love so much, and football all week long. The DraftKings Sportsbook is going to keep your Thanksgiving week full of action. So all of our new customers bet just $5 on the NFL action to score $150 instantly in bonus bets. So you bet five, you get $150 in bonus bets. No matter what your appetite is, we've got something for you. And you know the boy DC got a big appetite. So whether you're into the parlays, the props, the live bets, or so much more, you name it, DraftKings got it. We got everything. Honestly, we really do have everything at the DraftKings Sportsbook. So all you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use my promo code DCTV. All new customers can bet $5 on the NFL Thanksgiving action, and we'll give you $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Guys, bang that code DCTV at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And the crown can not only be mine for you to view, but hell, crown's yours too. Let's go. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. And if you're in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit dcpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Yo, what up, guys? It's another week. We've been off for a few days, but I'm back on my block with my boys. You know, fellas, it's been a little bit. We haven't done one because I can't lock y'all down. You're all so busy working. Terry got married a few weeks ago. Congratulations, Lace. 
Again. Craig, you've been busy with uh, Aria's soccer and volleyball and everything. Jamel, obviously you got Rose leading the basketball team. How y'all been, boys? Been good, yeah, bro. Cooling, man. Cooling, man. That's cooling. good, Doug. That's good. So MMA in the world has just still been going on and on and on. And I figured we would talk about a guy that kind of hits close to home. Dustin Poirier, one of our boys. Lafayette, Louisiana's on. Some call him the king of Lafayette. You know, nah, I call him the prince. I call him the prince. Terry, you called him the king of Lafayette last night when? on the phone. Since when, <laughs> you called him that last night nah, on the phone. When you said Dustin Poirier, you said the I king of Lafayette. Only could give one man the king. Dude. So Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor have been going back and forth again. Conor McGregor said on a tweet, of course it has to happen. It's natural. I need to fight him again. Put him in his place. Dustin responded today and said, I can finally shut him up for good. Now, pull the curtain back a little bit on y'all. Before they fought the second time, I had a couple conversations with Dustin, him fighting McGregor. I was in a Home Depot in Lafayette. Him and I were on the phone having a conversation about the fight, the financials and everything, which he's done exceedingly well in those fights. And I was just really happy to kind of help him kind of as he was making his decision on the fight and everything. But when he has now beaten McGregor two in a row, there should not be any uh, hesitancy to fight him again. So my question to y'all is this. When y'all look at this from the outside perspective, is Dustin, is Dustin Poirier wanting to fight Conor McGregor because of the competition or because of how big the check going to be? Because he know now the check going to be big and he has beaten him two times in a row. Jamel, you smiling, so I'm going to start with you first. <laughs> Come on, you gonna ask me a question? You know the answer to it. It's I don't know the no answer. It's I don't not know the no competition. It's straight for the money, dog. I mean, I I don't blame him. I do not blame DP, dog. Go get that bread if you can. But it ain't competition, man. I actually checked out of all of it to be honest. All Why, Jamel? Because every fight, like you just want to be relevant. Conor McGregor has the most followers. Why? Why we got to tweet every single time, dog? Kind of, it's kind of like that 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 chick you trying to get away from, but she keep texting y'all for like text free numbers and shit. You know, like you block <laughs> you block her phone number, you block her phone number, and then she come back with like a text free app, dog. Like, no man, leave me alone, dog. You know what I'm saying? I don't want I don't want to do it, man. Oh my just stop, God. just stop, Connor. Sometimes just chill, bro. No. This guy, Craig. Well, obviously it's for the check, but I I think a different perspective or a different angle with that is. Who else is he gonna fight right now, man? Like Dustin? Yeah. Like I I mean, yeah. Obviously, there's you know all the, the guys that are one and two and three spots ahead of him before. But the they've champion. all fought except for Islam. Every single one of them except for Islam. And then and you can't put him in there with Islam right now. Why but not though? Why can't you put him in there with Islam? Because Islam He won his last fight. Has, well, but I, he won well, his last I, fight. Yeah, but didn't isn't the next fight supposed to be Charles? Yes, I get okay. that. So you can't put him in there with Islam right now. So what better thing for the UFC? I'm not talking about Connor. I'm not talking about Dustin. I'm talking about the UFC. What's the best fight that they can with the two biggest eye gougers in the sport right now, especially in their weight division? It's them two. But 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 Connor McGregor, Michael Chandler moves the needle, right, Terry? We got the person that Dana White calls the modern-day Arturo Gotti and Michael Chandler, 
fighting against Conor McGregor, who still today is the biggest star in mixed martial arts. Because when you saw him at the boxing event, when Francis Ngannou fought, he was still as popular as relevant because when he was standing alongside all those great boxing champions, people were as interested, if not more interested, in Conor McGregor than the great Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, and all those other great champions that were in that arena, Lace. And then to me, but to me, bro, like that's the fight, right? When you said a modern day Arturo Gotti, it's Gotti versus Ward when you go Poirier and McGregor. And like Craig said, man, like that's the wait, only- wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Don't try to skim over this. So you say, I'm talking about the modern day Arturo Gotti. Dana called Michael Chandler that. You're so saying- that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Michael Chandler is the modern day Arturo Gotti. When we're talking about boxing, we're talking about Dustin and we're talking about Connor. But I think like Chandler, I- Chandler's not a go. I think the comparison, Terry, was the guy that goes out on his shield. Win or lose, he's exciting. That is what Michael Chandler is. So while Michael Chandler has been in the UFC for a very short period of time, he has immediately become one of the biggest stars in the sport. People love him, and he doesn't lose anything when he loses fights. So that was the comparison. Was that. Was that he's a blood and guts warrior, that is going to go out there and fight Conor McGregor, not try to wrestle him, not try to hold him down. You go just fight him. But I think that's interchangeable with those four. Like those four to me are that, right? When you got Chandler, you got Gaethje, you got Poirier, and you got McGregor. So you could put those, you can interchange that Arturo Gotti, Mickey Ward legacy with all those four. You like that's, kind of that's, a- go. I, I love, Tara, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I love the comparison. But, for anyone that was watching boxing at the time, when Arturo Gotti and Mickey Ward fought Terry, they were great fights. But not Most great. Most would say they weren't great fighters. Fighters. And that's, and I'm getting, that's that's exactly my <laughs> point, right? Like, I, I'll go, like, I got my Lafayette flag in the back, bro. I love to see people from Lafayette make it. But just like on his resume, like, the reason that Dustin Poirier is considered great is because of his wins over Connor. And I think at the point when he fought Connor, Connor was already on the downslide, bro. You sound so, like Jamel right now. No, but you I'm being pro, honest. You were pro I'm, fighter. You were the fight. You were the guy that was never gonna disrespect the fighters, but you sound like Jamel right now. But, I, but I'm being honest, but this is this is my thing, right? With it always been that with the lightweight division, right? Where those four always came that way to me. Right? Connor is the elite of those four. That like Every time they got to a title a title shot, man, like they didn't get it done. And they got there, right? Like they're good enough to get there, but they've never made it happen. So you have to put them on that. Like the only one that wore a belt really is Chandler and Bellator, but outside of but that. They've worn belts. They've worn the interim title. Yeah, but that's Poirier the, was the interim uh, champ. Uh, right. Gaethje was the interim champion. Gaethje is now the BMF champion. These guys have won championships. Yeah, but we don't. Do we really count the BMF title as a championship, or is it more like a a promotional title? Right, it's like the Intercontinental Belt in WWE. Right, like that's oh, what the BM, it is, man. Like you know, like again, like I I I respect these fighters, bro. Like a hundred percent. That's why I'm different than Jamel, right? But at the same, <laughs> we're the same, bro. <laughs> I know, bro. We're the like, same. Bro. We all yeah. the same. But yeah. well, I got a question for you, though, T. You say he was Go on ahead, the bro. downside. How how was he on the downside? From what point? Or did the matchup change? Conor McGregor, or, you mean? Uh, yes. And, yeah, when you say that, bro, like, I think, like, favorably, when he fights, he fights Aldo, right? Like, we've seen 
like almost personally how weight drained he was and how much bigger he was than Aldo to put that belt on. Then he fights to Eddie Alvarez, another warrior. But he beat the shit out of Alvarez. He beat the shit out of Eddie Alvarez. But then we see, well, Eddie Alvarez ultimately ended up, right? At one point, he was considered the best lightweight in the world. But, yeah, he really wasn't, right? Like, so... Daniel, did he beat Eddie Alvarez in the ring? What, Craig? Did he he just beat him in the ring? Yeah. What you mean? Every time he touched him, he knocked him down. Yeah, exactly. When he did this... (laughs) When he did this, this yeah, he, uh, he was bro. Eddie Alvarez, every Alvarez was tattered. He was in he was in that Madison Square Garden. Every little jab was a was a was a hook. He why, was done, Greg? bro? But why? Huh? Why? Oh, it it it's Connor, bro. Like the fanfare that came with it. No disrespect to Jose Aldo either, bro. But the lead up, you remember that link I just sent y'all the other day? <laughs> he broke, bro. That it's it's pure madness, Daniel. Do you remember? So. We were in Vegas that fight, the Aldo fight, right? I was working it's, for Fox. I was working for Fox. Right. And that's that's when y'all was playing me because I had my American uh oh. my American tank top. Oh, you was looking bad too. Hey, that, was, that boy had on American tank top, Jamel. It was a, a tank flag. top. The top was was stars. The bottom was like the flag. I was like, oh, oh my God. It was a flag, bro. Hey, that's what happened. That's what happened when you spent half of your life in Durant, Oklahoma, dog. Oklahoma. <laughs> no, actually, you know what the problem was? I was so mad, bro. I was so mad. I went to, the, what was that, Planet Hollywood, that little mall right there? Yeah. And yeah, bought yeah. that shirt because they had <laughs> 700,000 little 5'5 five, five Irish people. Just yeah, storming yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas. It was ridiculous. And they was they all act like they six six. And they was yeah. drunk, hey. drinking green beer. I was tired of this shit. So I just I I'd went by wear American no shirt than wear that shit though. <laughs> I'd rather go in there. Hey, I'd rather go in there with no shirt than wear that, bro. Hey, bro, I was hey, I was I was so mad, dog. I was so mad seeing all the people. Bro, they took over, dog. But again, what, but what I'm saying though is on his rise, bro. This dude had literally half of his country in Las Vegas. And all the stuff that came with Conor McGregor and his rise, it was super meteoric. And I think the guys that were fighting him on that rise were losing before they even got into the ring with him, man. So when Dustin had already lost to him and Dustin went and beat him in Abu Dhabi. Oh, no, I I don't feel like I don't feel like I don't feel like he was done at that point. Because I I, he had I, just I lost to Habib. He had just lost to Habib. But Dustin was a Floyd, different fighter, too. lost to Habib. Dustin was a different fighter at that time. He he got over that. He Dustin got over was that. better. And plus, but how who, much can you put into the first fight when Dustin got knocked out with the very first punch? I watched that fight in Lafayette. And I just remember how deflating it was. It was one punch Dustin got knocked out with. But then that second time, you could see Dustin Poirier was a different fighter, right? He was like, Pointing at him like, hey, that one, I got you. Got you. <laughs> you could see him be more like who Luke. he thought Dustin was. So so ultimately, who do you think is the better fighter out of Dustin? Like just career-wise, outside of all the hoopla and the favorable matchups with Conor versus I think the all. better fighter is in terms of yeah, res- legacy and resume? No, I mean well, just Conor like. was a double champion. I think without that, without- always going to outweigh it. But in terms yeah, but- of ca- career longevity, yeah. not right. many can stand up to Dustin Poirier's resume, bro. That's why, like, T, I think, like, I don't like to disagree with you, but I think, I think your comparison, yeah, I think you're, 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 you're 
you're not critique, but your assessment of Dustin and Justin and a bit off and Connor. I get what you're saying. I've used it on air before, but when those guys have done what they've Dustin Poirier has so many fight bonuses, so many big wins. He's been main event in so many different situations. He's done so much that he has to be considered one of the, he's, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Justin Gaethje is a fighter, bro. He's the A side as a fighter. Justin Gaethje popularity. Justin Gaethje is going has fourteen post fight bonuses in like twelve appearances. He's an absolute savage. He's won two championships. Uh, so I I'm, think I'm these not... guys are like the highest caliber. No, if you're comparing them to Islam and Habib, okay. But but that's what I mean. Like it's like once it go, even like against Charles. So like even once we get to the elite of the elite, like I said, like they're great fighters. They're worthy of being one, like one through five, right? But they're never gonna get over that hump to the point where we can say that they're great fighters. We don't do that in any other sport where you're almost good. Like you're the number four team in the NBA, and the Lakers won the championship. You don't say, yeah, well, they're just as good. They're not. Like they're they're good fighters, bro. Like I like again, I'll watch them fight. Great fight. Fight. They're great fighters, but great fighters. But what's what's the next level to great? Is it what elite? Like that's what I, championship level fighters are elite fighters to great fighters. When we say great, we're saying Muhammad Ali was great. So right? intern like, don't count, bro. Huh? Intern don't count. Inter like interim doesn't <laughs> count. Interim to me is like a number one contender. Oh, right? You acting like fucking Henry Cejudo right now with Tom Aspinall. Well, Tom Aspinall, Aspinall cry because he won the belt. Well, no, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that because I'm like that. That's why I said like it take Tom Aspinall from being Tom Aspinall to Tom Aspinall the next thing up to fight John. Like you now, like you has to fight John because you're the interim champion. So I understand where you'd be emotional because that's a life changing event because that puts him right there with John Jones. There's no denying that. I know, I know so but I'm you're not, saying yeah. that you're saying they're not elite. <laughs> Because they never cross into championships, but they have. Interim is the same as a champion. In so in, in that case, though, Tony, Tony Ferguson is an elite fighter. Like He was. That. Tony he, was elite. That's why that whole David Goggins thing, bro, that's why that whole David Goggins thing, to me, is like kind of silly. Because I saw an article the other day that said Tony Ferguson is the first person to finish David Goggins' hell week. I'm like, because at the end of the day, bro, David Goggins, for as good as he is at training and stuff, he is, what is he, a marathon runner? I don't even know what David Goggins was before he, he became ultra, David like Goggins. Like ultra, ultra marathons, right? So, like, they're running over, like, a like a over 50 miles, over a marathon, yeah, but then, right? It's but he's still, but he is still a guy that runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony I Ferguson think, was an elite level athlete in wrestling athlete and, and a fighting. wrestler, yeah. But so it doesn't I think, surprise like, me that he made, that he, that he finished the hell week. Exactly. Like, right? I would like, expect Tony Ferguson to finish the hell week. No, he's a, he's like the top one percent of people like that that can grind yeah. it out and do certain things. So yeah, why wouldn't he be able to do that? You can't. Like, judge why wouldn't he be able to run him. on the treadmill and walk on a stair stepper? Right? But yeah, like, Jamel, Tony Ferguson was elite. At one elite. point, Tony Ferguson was elite. If we're if simple? we're if, if we're judging by that metric, bro, he's elite. Like we can't get around that, right? Like. <laughs> You can't, you can't pick can't it around it, Jamel. So, Cyril Gon. Cyril Gon is but elite. Wait, no, because you, you had too many categories for me, dog. You say, <laughs> you say, uh, good, then you say, very good, <laughs> then you say, no, I say good, great, elite. elite. 
<laughs> if you're a champion, I mean, just because you got a championship belt around you, does that make you elite? To be a uh, UFC okay, champion, I'll, I'll, absolutely. Really? Any type of UFC champion to me is elite. It's too hard. It's just a, I just looked a at scale, a poster yeah. the other day. They had a poster the other day that came out that said every UFC champion in the 30-year history. Bro, it's not that many. It's not that many that have been around for 30 years. It's how so, hard it is to get one of them belts wrapped around your waist. So so it makes you elite just for that one fight. So what if you win it and then you you just lose the next time and you never get it again? But you but but Jamel, it's all the things you, you did to get to that title fight. But are you, you an elite fighter fight. or did you have an elite that you was an elite fighter in that fight? Like which one? No, but, Jamel, in that run in the build up to that is where you become an elite fighter. Not everybody fought for a title deserved to be in there. Bro, but you but get they to, won. They want they, to get there. And then they and then won. they lose the next fight. Are they still elite? Jamel, at that point, they were elite. When they became champion, they were elite. So I could be so, elite for one fight. So you never gonna be elite goes. for one fight. You gotta beat more than one person to become a champion. But everybody didn't have a streak to get uh -huh. there. So what to do that thing to me, bro? If someone carrying the regular title is not elite or can't be considered elite, then what does interim mean? Like it's not elite. You're not elite at all. Like you just little elite. Even, if you got an interim, little elite, little elite. Dude. elite. <laughs> but Daniel, you made this comment. You said you said something about some of those fighters that um, if they're fighting or those cats can't when they fight and they lose, they don't lose anything. Yes. Yes. We can say the we can say the same thing about that whole division. Real yeah. talk. Think about it. No Even bro. listen. Take Islam out. He's the champion, right? Yeah. Everybody from from Charles all the way down, and you can even add Nate Diaz in that, bro. Bro, but all those if Islam loses, he loses something. He loses no, no. that aura of dominance. Yeah. Yes, he's the. You, but that's he's different. That's what I'm saying. The yeah, other cats he's don't go. Daniel, he's the elite. Those other cats don't lose anything. If just so, you what you're loses, trying to say is. The reason they don't lose anything is because people expect them to lose. But if Islam so, loses, they don't expect it, so he would lose more so by you, losing the fight. Like, so when, who's when Floyd, elite? When Floyd, when Floyd beat up Arturo Gotti, like Floyd dominated, he looked perfect against him, right? He did. He still was Arturo Gotti. He still was lovable <laughs> Arturo Gotti. Still, the same thing happened to Dustin, bro. Like when Khabib beat him, put the Lafayette shirt on, like he still Dustin is still considered elite in the UFC, right? Same thing with Justin. Justin fought same him. Wasn't elite. Got dominated. Same thing, bro. Like Charles beats him. Same thing. Like Chandler, same thing. Like it doesn't matter if they lose because people are okay with them losing. People aren't okay with, with, with Khabib losing. They're not okay with Islam losing. They're not okay with John Jones losing. They're not okay with George St. Pierre losing. Like you losing. Like they're going to give you more flack for it. They're not going to just be like, oh, yeah, well, you're still great. They're gonna start taking points off, bro. Like that's and that's the difference. Like Craig said, with the lightweight division, you have those people that are that are fan favorites. They're popular, so yeah. people love them, I don't bro. Know who like the lead is no more. I don't know what the lead is. Terry to confuse everybody on the lead, bro. Terry to change. Terry line will be the lead so far. This is the with David Goggins. I this think football field two hundred yards right now. Is Islam is elite? Listen, Terry, I think you. I think you're pretty clear right now when you, when it comes to these guys, the explanation oh that you were just God. diving in on.
You right. literally they, say they like right. they like these dudes. They like these guys, right? Like, and that's why, like mm -hmm. MMA, like when we talk about boxing, right? Boxing is like they try to keep their old. Andre Ward trusted, like he kept his old. Floyd, like we almost judge these people on being the top boxer by being undefeated. MMA, that's not the case. Like MMA, you can be someone's favorite fighter because they fight the best guys over and over again. In boxing, they don't do that. Yeah, true, but that's why. Agreed. Because in that's why MMA has passed boxing. Guys, eBay Motorsports is here for the ride. Listen, we have all had cars. And I'm going to tell you one thing. I had a car that I love so much, and I just had to have those rims. The first one I had, I had 20-inch rims on it. <laughs> Boy, let me tell you, I thought I was the cleanest dude on the block. Then I got a bigger version of the same car, and I got 22-inch rims on them. The problem was, at times, that mug would try to break on you, boy. I had a car in college one time that was the most beautiful car, and everybody praised the car, but the car barely ever worked. I needed eBay Motors because I know that I had things that I needed to be fixed on all those vehicles. For a long time, I bought the body. I didn't buy the car. But I don't know if I ever owned cars that meant more to me than those. The ones with the 20-inch rims on them. They would all be like, yo, DC, can I ride? I'm like, no. Part of the reason I didn't let them ride, though, because it barely worked. But with eBay Motors, you can have it fixed. Because eBay Motors has over 122 million parts for that number one ride or die. So you can make sure that your ride not only looks good, it stays riding smoothly. From brake kits, I needed brake kits. LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever that baby needs. I had that nice white with the blue on the top. eBay Motors has it. And with e eBay Motors guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or you get your money back. Plus, at these prices, guys, you're going to be burning rubber and not that hard-earned cash because you know everybody got to work. Hey, your boy DC's working right now. I mean, we all work. So keep that ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, guys. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eileen Perez is the girl that twerked on Joe Rogan, me, Michael Bisping, and then last weekend... Anybody in the, on the side of the octagon, her and her coach. But she was on the side of the octagon twerking. But Aileen the Stallion. More importantly, Doug, more importantly, she got snuck at the UFCPI, bro. Jocelyn Edwards is a fighter in the UFC. She has blue hair sometimes, red hair yeah. sometimes. She's Panamanian. Eileen Perez said, so pretty much, I'm someone just like everyone. I don't have a problem person with anybody. She said, what I did was I stated my opinion online about the fight. I didn't disrespect anyone. I didn't talk bad about anyone. But this irrelevant lady came up to me after I opinionated about one of her fights. Just talking about the performance that she did. She came to assault me. She did assault me with the intention to make me pull out of my fight. But I'm sorry. She did not achieve it. I won and I fought regardless of the assault that took place. She also said, I want to thank my coach who was there at the time of the assault because if it wasn't for him, I would have had much worse injuries because he was able to take her off of me when she was assaulting me. And the fight probably would have been off if it wasn't for my coach saving me. So this leads us to the question. This leads me to this question. Is the UFCPI a little bit scary or dangerous being that they have so many fighters there even if it's fighters of different weight classes fighters that are the same weight class it is such a beautiful facility you guys have all been there you know what it, it provides but what can the UFC do to make sure that this doesn't happen and they can separate fighters who may have issues with each other I don't know, man. Like at this point, you're just putting people at that, that high level. I want to say testosterone, but they got females in there as well, right? But so I don't know what you need. Testosterone too, Terry. Yeah, testosterone too, maybe. Like, I don't know, maybe. This dude, but yeah, crazy, I just think man. it's probably just gonna be like up in the security, man. Like, and you gotta, you gotta, you're gonna have to manage like who's in there and. If the if you identify that these people have a problem with each other in the past, you can't let them train together. You can't let yeah. them work. Probably out. it sounds like she was beating her up. It sounds like she yeah. was beating her up. I just yeah. heard I heard that that dude kind of like what bringing back to a basketball reference when Draymond Green grabbed a uh, homeboy Rudy Gobert. I heard he <laughs> did the same thing to Jocelyn Edwards, bro. Like to save her, bro. The dude like, was so, choking Jocelyn Edwards. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. I like I wasn't there. Obviously, I didn't oh, see the video. But. <laughs> Who did I'm, you hear this from? Because I, I haven't heard it. I heard you talking to inside the UFC staff that's telling you what hey, happened. Man. I just be uh, I just be listening to YouTube, bro. Like I just be having <laughs> a little time on my hands, right? So I, that's why I say like I can't. I preface it with I don't know what's true or not, but that's just what I heard, right? Like that I heard that's what that girl Jocelyn Elvis <laughs> said. That dude, uh, that's such a Lafayette thing. He, he tried oh, to, yeah, bro. And hey, that's if it's, on, like, YouTube, if it's on YouTube, it must be true. It must be true. <laughs> <laughs> 
True too, bro. I don't think they need no security, man. It's they fighters, dog. If you got a problem, man, y'all squabble. Go ahead and squabble, dog, man. That's Especially y'all not in the same weight class. Y'all never fight. You can't just say anything you want, and you can't just twerk on people, bro. But you yeah, can't. What if she twerked on the chick? Right? The chick didn't want her to twerk on her. No, she didn't want her to on her. She was talking. She just judged her last performance. Bro, we, one, we don't some know. Of these fighters come at me about. They come at me because of like me talking about their fights and stuff and doing stuff like this. Honestly, doing stuff Gee. like this where I'm just constantly talking about these athletes. A lot of times yeah, they come gonna... at me like, "Hey, man, what'd you what's think?" Up? And I'm like, "I thought um, you lost." It was not there. Um, obviously, she's addicted to twerking. Um, we don't know what happened. So you think I was there? Is it a possibility that maybe she twerked on somebody that Jocelyn Edwards was And with? she didn't like it, bro. We can't judge what happened. But that's not what happened. I'm telling you no, exactly what happened. Yo, I'm just saying, like, though. is it possible, though? Oh, I Don't saw on YouTube. Making shit up I saw on parody. YouTube. I saw on YouTube. Yo, lying, bro. No, actually, <laughs> no, nobody, it, do you, you realize? So you telling me the same coach that stopped the chick from beating her up was the same coach that put his legs on the damn cage and twerked his ass off too after the fight. Hey, that was they that was it wide open, bro. She said, that come on. She said, crazy. come on. Come on. Can I tell you something? When she did life. that to me, I had no idea that she that was like her thing. I had yeah. no idea that was her thing. Like, I don't pay attention, I guess. What was on your mind? Like, what, what happened? Like, whenever she did that to you, like, what was like, the first stop, thing that ran through your mind? Please, like, stop. please. <laughs> In front of all these people, help stop in front like, of all what? these people. Huh? Help, that's all. <laughs> that's all. Hey, Daniel, did she say, Hey, I'm gonna twerk on you after we? No, she didn't. She said, I'm okay. sorry, it's kind of my thing. Uh, you know what? I was like, I was like, please stop. But then the first text message I get back to my seat, and, and I one of, one of y'all who will not be named was like, She got some big legs. <laughs> It wasn't me. <laughs> it it, it never me either. Me now, maybe it was Garden, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was G. It was G, bro. It was G. Oh left, boy! Dude. Probably was him. All right, fellas. Well, hey, hey, hold on, real quick though. But speaking on people doing inappropriate things like twerking on people, I think Jamel has something else that he wants <laughs> to talk about. We done? Yeah, bro. We done, bro. So we're not gonna talk about Diddy. <laughs> 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 hey, I, we probably should. <laughs> thought we was talking about Diddy today, man. That's the only reason I came on today because I thought we was talking about Diddy. That's what was promised. I got. He literally go. said the the the, the title of the show today was "Bad Boys Connected." Don't like, bro. subscribe, tell your friends that DC got a YouTube channel, and I'm dealing with these fools. We are not talking about Diddy, man. Till next time. Nah, me neither, bro. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.